Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Anyway, time for Tell Me Why We're Graham Finley. Today's question, what is crony capitalism? Good afternoon, Graham. Good afternoon. Do we see crony capitalism everywhere in the world or the accusation of it, at least, everywhere in the world? That's a really good question because it's almost always applied to non-Western, non-global north, well, non-Western states, right? Hmm. So um, there was actually even an economist index of crony capitalism, which was extremely flawed in its methodology. But, you know, and the top three was Hong Kong, which is not technically a country, right? Russia and Malaysia. Um, and the term comes from the Philippines in the 1980s. So it's quite recent oh. um, about the Marcos regime, besides it owning a lot of shoes through the first lady. Um, I don't know if people still remember that, but yeah, that, uh, great moments in shoes, yes. but, uh, <laughs> you know, was also distinguished by the fact that um, the dictator was very chummy with the big business men typically, mm. uh, of the country. Uh, and so I realized I should really try and find some female crony capitalists for this slot, but I've, <laughs> I've just been very busy at work. Anyway, uh, you know, the, so it was very chummy with the leading business people of the country. And um, that distorted and led to some of the structural weaknesses of the Philippines economy. But uh, it, it's very much often associated with, again, countries where we, we do, which are other, like, like Korea, South Korea is, is associated with crony capitalism, um, and, and all the banking crises of, of the Asian tigers, and Russia, right, with all the famous oligarchs. And people have pointed out that people don't refer to Jeff Bezos as an oligarch, right, mm. even though he has quite disproportionate you know, political influence yeah, yeah. and and and, and is more American... like evil sounding. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? So, um I think there is a bit of a concern that people are just looking at like systems different from ours. Like we could never have crony capitalists here, right? We can never have, and that's one definition. This is the economist definition. Um, mm. uh, billionaires who are very involved in, in industries which uh, involve licensing, heavy government regulation uh, and subsidies, the chance to cream off maybe grants and special government contracts, um, like uh, telecommunications is one of their examples, yeah. right? We don't have any billionaires like that in no, Ireland. No, absolutely you know? not. So, um, so the idea is, so so there are really, one thing I liked about this is Would that... Would the Sackler family then have been crony capitalists? That's a really good question. So the hallmark of crony capitalism, if you take the economist's definition... Okay is that you're interfering with the otherwise efficient operation of the market. Now, economists tend to have a sort of right-wing bent, and, and socialists, and there are socialist economists, right, you know, would, would maybe point to other problems, which is that the market leads to very powerful businesses through mm. economies of scale, and then they start controlling the government, right? Whereas your right-wing economists are worried about governments interfering with the economy, right? And, and, and so, you know, the... The Sackler family, you know, I mean, they made a vast amount of money out of prescription drugs. And but I think to the, you know, the, the, they got this like anyone who's seen dope sick will know this. They got this kind of special dispensation from the FDA where they, yeah, where it was like, even though this is a, a really dangerous drug, no, it's not a dangerous drug. You can prescribe it for a headache that yeah. uh, that no other drug got. So, so yeah, any, I mean, exactly. Well, that's actually a really good point. So what's it, how is this different from regular capitalism? Yeah. And I think that's also an interesting question because everybody um, at a certain point has to get involved with the government if your business becomes a certain size. And as government grows and as it regulates more and it has more tax revenue to spend, 
you know, almost everybody has an interest in what the government does. And so I think we could distinguish between, you know, you could distinguish between crony capitalism proper, where the government picks favorites uh, right. among its friends. Okay. So it's going to enforce all the regulations on this small uh, up and coming opioid company, you know, greedy little <laughs> opioid company that yes. it is, right? Uh, and not against the Sackler family or, or their various pharmaceutical companies because. You know, because and this this is to the benefit of their friends, presumably, mm. right? Um, and so, preventing new entrants into a market is one way in which you know the government can play favorites. It can use antitrust law against small companies or some other companies, um, their rivals, for example, but not them. It can uh, you know have very favorable uh, interpretations of the regulations, or the regulations can even be designed to favor a particular product or a particular a set of individuals. You know, and all of this comes down to maybe the regulatory capture of the regulators by the business interests. Um, and again, the fact that often government figures will have actual business dealings, or maybe in the case of Putin, Putin, who in theory makes something like 130,000 euro a year or whatever, yeah. you know, um, uh, and yet is building, uh, 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 he's got an estate, which is something like bigger than small cities yeah. and countries. But uh, anyway, um, so he's actually having these other family members or or some of the oligarchs in Russia who um, are not clearly as powerful as some people would like them to be um, holding his money for him. Because right? he's yeah. obviously one of the world's richest people, even if it's not totally clear how. Yeah. Uh, so, so, the, but on on the other hand, some people say every attempt to to use government to make changes is is crony capitalism. And so, I read a quite bizarre article um, on crony capitalism from the Hoover Institute, which um, is a very conservative think tank and very right wing economic think tank in the United States. Um, and I was like, oh, now I'll learn all about crony capitalism. And it was all about affirmative action and um, the requirement that you pay your union dues, even if you you know, oppose some of the union's decisions, right? Compulsory union dues. Was there examples of crony capitalism and no actual capitalists made an appearance? <laughs> and this was the idea that... It's crony you know, socialism. It's crony socialism. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, this was the idea that um, governments would would force these things upon people um, to benefit particular groups, which would then vote for them. Right. And okay. so that was yeah. the crony part of it. So um, there's a very interesting article by a guy called Paul Rubin, who's, who's very much not a socialist, uh, who points out that just, just about every aspect of regulation um, and any kind of lobbying by any kind of special interests smacks of crony capitalism. It's, you know, it's going to lead to inefficiencies in the market. It's going to lead to cost to society, which uh, otherwise wouldn't wouldn't accrue, right? Mm. So-called deadweight costs or deadweight losses. Um, it can involve, you know, rent seeking, which is getting extracting money but not providing anything of value to do it. Uh, one example I saw was, you know, if you have uh, the land on both sides of a river, you can put a chain across it and charge people to 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 go down the river. You're not adding any value whatsoever. The the person who's operating your chain uh, for you is is not producing anything of value. Mm. It's just pure rent, yeah. and and there's no no gain to society. Now that assumption, I mean, a lot of the assumptions surrounding this is that if we could just let markets be free and efficient, man, that then everything would be fine. And there's no good reason to engage in affirmative action or to allow people to collectively bargain successfully without um, some people becoming free riders by not contributing dues. Yeah, and you know, well, I mean, it sounds from everything you've said so far that there are various forms of crony capitalism, and, and people might have a 
uh, an understanding of pure crony capitalism mm. where everything is up for grabs. And then, as you said in one of your instances, that whoever the uh, politician or politicians of the day with all the power pick, you, you, you and you get all this stuff and I get something in return, uh, whatever that is. Yeah. And it's just handing out these goods rather than already rich corporations trying to change the, the the regulations to suit themselves. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, we could imagine open and transparent form of, of people lobbying. And so crony capitalism, I think to be a useful term, it has to be a subset of just general special interest lobbying. Because again, in a world of big government and big, big corporations mm. and or, you know, a, a certain scale of society, Everybody's got a reason to try and, and, and influence both sides, right? You know, and, and but especially government, because government is more open to influence because of democracy, at least insofar as we have it. Yeah. Right. Um, and so crony capitalism has to be a subset of that, where instead of picking winners and losers and, and awarding contracts on the basis of what's good for society or what advances our values, it's really just on the basis of who's benefiting right, and what they're doing for me. Right. Yes. So you okay. can be very cynical about this. I mean, and again, sometimes it just degenerates into straight up corruption. Here we are stealing money. And this could be a factor in Russia as well. There's a lot of uh, theories that one reason why the military effort isn't going very well is that all the money they spent on tanks and so forth, a lot of it ended up in. And the, I like this phrase because I've actually been to ports in Cyprus um, where there are a lot of. So the phrase was, it all ended up as yachts in Cyprus, right? <laughs> and there are quite a few yachts for such a small country in Cyprus, and they're really right. big. Right. Well, I, think, I think Larnaca in Cyprus yeah, back in the I day was, was uh, yeah, that used to be a massive center for gun running. Um, I mean, it's a wild town. It's like a yeah. small medieval town with a... Uh, you know, uh, you know, hanging onto a giant port yeah. <laughs> uh, with really, really big yachts. Actually, cool thing to do if you're traveling around Europe and you see a yacht. The great thing is you can Google that yacht and learn all about who owns it, how much it costs, when it was bought and built. There's oh, right. Yacht nerds out there um, have have exclu- documented these things quite religiously. Okay. Something to try when you're in Venice or in Larnaca or whatever. Um, uh, <laughs> David says, is crony capitalism not just a synonym for democracy, assuming that democracy approves of capitalism? Well, no, because I think we want sort of our regulation to be fair, right? And so Mm. one solution maybe to the bad forms of crony capitalism, uh, where you're picking winners not on the basis, just they're your friends, and you're you're really impoverishing your society and denying it benefits so that you can benefit some already very wealthy people, right? Mm. Um, you know, that, and I think that's what we're thinking about. I think the idea that, you know, affirmative action is crony capitalism is, is just, you know, hoo-ha. But, yeah. you know, so it, it's not just democracy. I mean, so we have democracy, but I, I don't think most people in the public sphere would say, you know, if you vote for me, I'll benefit me and my chums, and then I'll let some of it trickle down to you. Yes. Maybe, right? <laughs> you know, that's not something which is a real winner. And and we don't want our societies run like that. So one solution is maybe the rule of law, where, you know, in theory, it's impartial. It's not based on personalities. Um, and it's not based on, on you know, who's getting what, but on on transparent, open, and, and, and abstract universal principles, right? Now, socialists, I, and I think these are socialists who, who see the economy working the way some people think Marx saw it, but, you know, where it really is a conspiracy of people like rubbing their hands to you, right? Whereas Marx actually thought it was a lot more complicated than that. It wasn't just people deliberately moving money around. It was the whole ideology which convinces everybody, including the capitalists, that this is the only way to do things. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, they would point out that the courts and the rule of law can very often, you know, as 
as a necessary part of capitalism be uh, affected by these capitalistic tendencies which lead to monopolies and and all this bad stuff in the first place right so so i mean again i even a looser definition of crony capitalism which i like from this guy paul rubin is you know somebody i don't like lobbying for something i don't like right it's like judicial <laughs> activism you know anytime a judge de- decides in a way i don't like it's judicial activism but we can but everybody i suppose has a right to lobby so you can't restrict people lobbying you can't restrict companies spending vast amount of money on on their lobbying efforts and that applies i mean obviously washington dc is a, a prime example of that, but that applies to pretty much any democracy in the world including ireland yeah i mean you can and um you know not everybody has a right to lobby actually we put regulations on lobbyists uh, one of the things about regulatory capture is the revolving door right if you have no restrictions on lobbying you know next week's lobbyist was this week's government oh, well, cabinet yes, indeed, minister yeah. right or, yeah. or or cabinet secretary and similarly you know, the amount of money spent on lobbying is pretty amazing. And we can put restrictions on that. And one of the most interesting things about the right wing economic discourse I read about this was they viewed sort of all, you know, restrictions on lobbying and on uh, campaign spending as interference with the efficient markets, right? You know, why are you denying people the chance to spend money if, if, if they want to, and it benefits them, right? Well, it's because it distorts those markets when it comes around to politics. Right. Okay. And and the word, cr- I mean, I always think crony is just a completely pejorative term. It's, it's, or is there anything positive about that word? Yeah, well, it's a really great story. I only found this out through the, the mechanism of looking at etymologies, because I love this kind of stuff. So it comes from the Greek word chronos, but it's actually 17th century Cambridge University slang for contemporary, right? Your fellow students in Cambridge in the 17th century, you'd call them your your crony. And it wasn't initially quite so negative, right? right? Whereas now it's definitely semi-negative, right? Um, If you were saying, oh, me and my cronies are going down for a pint, you know, it's kind of semi-ironic, I suppose, right? Whereas, and, and it's opposed by the Oxfordian, or Oxonian, if you like to say that, chum, which is a 17th century Oxford slang word from chamber fellow, your fellow chamber dwellers <laughs> in Oxford in the 17th century. And again, I think chum, now that we talk about a chumocracy in, in, in Britain and things like that, chum may well be going down the road of crony. Ah, uh, someone's texting him to say someone hacked Putin's yacht's details and changed the call sign recently. That's interesting. Uh, that someone else says you don't have to go to Russia for corruption. Try the IFSC. Uh, Rob says crony capitalism is just an inevitable feature of human nature in a free country. In all walks of life, people help their friends out and give them jobs or give them a lend or whatever. Why should politics be any different? They shouldn't, right? You know, this is, I mean, so I, again, I have a, I don't have that much sympathy for economists who said, you know, the economic sphere should completely be run by economic rules, right? Whatever is most efficient, that's going to be, you know, the most effective, there'll be fewer costs, which we don't like. You know, when we're talking about giving out jobs, we shouldn't give them to our friends and children, right? Because yes. that's not relevant. You know, right. is it the best person for the job, mm. right? Now, I was talking about affirmative action. You might say, oh, well, wait a minute now, right? You know, and affirmative action can be used in a lot of ways, and we should talk about that separately. But, you know, that assumes that you live in a meritocracy, right? Mm. And so you might have a critical interrogation, both of efficient markets and of, of giving out jobs. But I don't think anybody could say, you know, my son, I just really want him to, to get out of the house and have an apartment of his own. So I'm going to give him this job. Sorry, super qualified other person, right? So again, our morals suggest that that's not a good reason. Yeah. Rob seems to be suggesting, though, that everybody is 
at least corruptible, if not corrupt. I think that's probably corrupt. The first, yes, I think everybody's corruptible. Nobody's perfect. But I'm hoping not everybody's corrupt. And even if even if we all are corrupt, we know what we should do. Yeah. Apart from Rob, obviously. Except for Rob, he's let's, all over it. Let's hope that Rob isn't giving out jobs to anyone anytime soon. Graham, thanks a million. As ever, uh, you are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We're going to take a break. After that, how to speak pig. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.